Good morning, everyone. My name is Olaj Makezuri, and this is the School of Wisdom Daily Podcast. Okay, so yesterday we started talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. We talked about how the Holy Spirit moves. He's a mover. He moves. We can't see him, but he moves. Even when we can't see him working, he's working, right? So the Holy Spirit moves. He's not passive. He's not a thing, okay? He's not a force. He's not energy, although he manifests sometimes in form of energy. He's not, you know, a dove. <laughs> he's not fire. He's not oil. He's not water. He's not the wind. Of course, he can use any of these things to explain his particular function in a person, but he's none of these things. The Holy Spirit is a person, okay? He is a person. He's capable of emotions. He has a will and he has an intellect, okay? So he's a person. He speaks. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. He's a person, but he's not a human being, okay? And he's a third person of the Trinity, no less God than the Father and the Word. He's not the junior brother of God or the junior brother of Jesus. He is God and he's not less than the first person or the second person they are only divided into three persons according to their revelation to mankind and according to their offices so the father is abba the source and the sustainer then jesus is the word of god and the holy spirit is the spirit of god okay so that's why there's something in second corinthians 13 14 it says the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. We quote the scripture a lot, but a lot of us don't particularly understand. We understand the grace of our Lord Jesus. I mean, by grace, we are saved. We understand the love of the Father in the sense that God sent his son because he loved us to die for our sins. And his love cannot be exhausted. He keeps loving us despite our feelings and all that. We understand the love of God, but a lot of people do not understand fellowship with the holy spirit the word fellowship means koinonia in greek okay there's also something else called um it's called koinonia yes there's there's it can mean other things in english there are synonyms for fellowship which are partnership communion communication you know participation all those things fellowship just paints the idea of communication of intimate thoughts so fellowship is intimacy husbands and wives have fellowship okay um friends partners they have fellowship okay fellowship is knowing the other person very 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 well not based on head knowledge but based on experience as our husbands and wives get to know each other so well over time so it's the same thing, fellowship, relationship, partnership. And that's what the Holy Spirit is meant for. Okay? Now, one of the things the Holy Spirit does, like I told you, is that he searches the deep, deep, deep things of God, the depths, the mysteries of God, the things that are not revealed unto us, the things that eyes are yet to see, the things that ears are yet to hear, and the things that the understanding is yet to perceive. He reveals these things to us okay he reveals these things the things of god he reveals them to us he searches them when the beginning 
was you know when god was creating in the beginning the holy spirit was hovering he was moving he was creating the right atmosphere he was brooding okay that's the same word used for a bird that flutters over her young you say the bird is brooding right so or hovering that's what the holy spirit was doing he was brooding over the darkness and he was causing light to shine from the darkness so i said yesterday that light cannot shine unless the holy spirit moves every beginning in scriptures the holy spirit has to move first the holy spirit moved in the beginning of creation the holy spirit moved prophets to speak and to record the bible that means that he's the author of scriptures the holy spirit moved in the womb of mary he overshadowed mary and jesus christ was born in the beginning of the ministry of jesus the holy spirit moved he came in form of us i mean came up he, he came in form of a dove yeah the holy spirit has been moving he has been moving he's a mover okay we can't see him because he doesn't exist in the realm of the flesh or the physical the terrestrial he is a spirit being he is the father of all spirits so he has his own realm the spirit realm but then he lives inside of us okay i'll explain that shortly so the holy spirit yeah he's god he's god he's a god the one that starts things one that moves things so if any unbeliever is getting to you know is going to get to know christ the holy spirit has to move the holy spirit moved in the beginning of the ministry of the apostles as on the day of pentecost where everyone was filled with the spirit at the beginning of everything the holy spirit always 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 moves okay so that's the primary that's the first work that the holy spirit does in scriptures genesis 1 verse 2 the holy spirit moved over the face of the waters now the holy spirit is the spirit of god we call him the holy spirit because he's holy holy means integrated with himself with oneself but god is holy jesus is holy the spirit of god is holy you that you've been sanctified you are holy whether you believe it or not you are holy a holy thing is something that is separated something that is consecrated for the use of a holy being for the use of god so you are holy you are sanctified okay your spirit is holy so you can actually call your spirit the holy um, holy spirit but then of course refers to the holy spirit as the holy spirit is not a holy spirit is the holy spirit because it's the spirit of holiness he's the spirit of god okay so the holy spirit the spirit of god he speaks to us he reveals the deep 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 things of god to us there are times when you might be confused as to oh my god i don't know what to do there's no light and that doesn't mean that you're an unbeliever there are just some places genuinely where you can't find direction light gives direction it gives guidance okay light makes things visible there are some areas where human beings even as believers we're still perishing you can be perishing in your finances and flourishing in your academics you can be perishing in your relationships and flourishing in business you can be perishing spiritually and flourishing in every area okay so those areas where you perish those are the areas where there's darkness where there's darkness there's destruction so there's no light there's no direction there's no moving forward okay so those are the holy spirit those are the areas where the holy spirit comes to reveal light to us he comes to make the will of god clear light in this context is 
the word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 130, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Okay. The Bible says also that you are the fountain of life. That's speaking about God. In your light, we see light. Okay. So light comes when there's a revelation of God's word. The Bible says in him was life. Speaking about the word of God, Jesus, in him was life and the life was a light unto men. And darkness could not overcome this light. So the word of God, the entrance of the word brings light. Okay, that's in, okay, that's actually Psalm 1192. The entrance of the word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. So the entrance of the word brings light. Yeah. So light is when word the word enters your heart. Okay. So when the word enters your heart, there's illumination, there's enlightenment. That's why Ephesians 1 um, from verse 17 talks about how Paul was praying for the Ephesian church by saying that, May God grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of your calling. So it is a spirit of wisdom and revelation that's the holy spirit that paul was praying for the efficient church to receive your spirit when you guys receive the spirit of wisdom it would be no problem for your eyes to be enlightened okay so now a lot of you ask questions like how do i know the holy spirit is in me or how can the holy spirit be in me and be in other people at the same time what gives well there's something called god's omnipresence god is everywhere he has a place he resides in which is the spirit realm he's the invisible god he dwells in unapproachable light he's the invisible god okay he's god he's immortal he's eternal he's god okay now he's where he is the spirit realm but then there's and the bible says that god is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so god is a spirit now how can god be where he is and at the same time be in every one of us that's omnipresence God can be speaking to me and he's speaking through me now and at the same time speaking to your heart and at the same time working somewhere else. He's walking all over. He's moving everywhere. That's the spirit of God on the earth. Okay. Just like you'd see Google. Apostle Joshua Selman gave this example. You'd see Google. Google has a head office. That's the headquarters. But at the same time, how is Google able to function on my phone, on your phone, on everybody's phone that is subscribed to Google? And at the same, it's doing different functions. I can be searching, I can be using Google Map right now, and you might be using Google Drive or um, checking something on the internet, and it's functioning at the same time for all of us. So the internet is an attempt to capture the concept of omnipresence. But God is the true omnipresent one. So it is possible for God to be in heaven. At the same time, the Holy Spirit is inside you, searching the deep, deep things of God. I hope that makes sense to you. He's searching the depths of God and he's revealing them to you. The things that you never believed your eyes could see, the things that are right in front of you, but your ears cannot hear them or your understanding cannot perceive them. He's revealing them to you. Okay, your part is to wait for him. You don't run. We'll still talk about waiting in subsequent episodes. But your part is to wait, okay? You don't run ahead of God. And once he speaks, once he reveals himself to you, you obey. That is all you're supposed to do obedience okay is what you're called to do by obedience you access the things that god has kept for you since before the foundation of the world the deep things of god that the spirit of god is searching and revealing to you when he reveals them to you you need to obey them okay i hope that this word has blessed you today 
I, um, you can send questions to adoralewedebora7 at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a lovely day, guys.